What's up, Sitters? This is Bradford Douglas, along with Joey Edge. Sitters, what's good? And Chris Martinez. What's happening, man? And we are Front Porch Sitting, and we got a good one tonight. All I got to say is put a mother a mother freaker in front of me. After that song, put them in front of me. I want to go put a helmet on. Like, let's go play football. I have a helmet right there. But you're going to need it. <laughs> you're the one in front of me right now. That's a valid point. You know what? Let's not play that game. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, what's up, man? How are you? Man, I'm great. I'm feeling it tonight. I am excited about tonight's show. I have to, like, I don't know. So today, people don't even know. I went to football practice today for the first time in, like, three years. I'm helping out uh, a high school in the area. Uh, really, really needed that. Like, yeah. Talk about, like, having a bug and not knowing you missed it. Woo! I'm on, I'm on cloud nine. And this weekend, we get football coming up. We get football to, uh, tonight with Miami playing. Man. Whew. Yeah, we got, I'm in. I'm in I, a good. I'm in a good headspace, man. Same. So much same. We got the NFL starting tonight. As you listen, because you will listen on Thursday night this week. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. You'll listen on Thursday. Darn it. Um. Well, yeah, we got Miami and UAB. Miami's like a thirteen and a half point favorite over UAB, which I think is a little wild, but that's okay. We can Only, talk about it in a minute. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, good show tonight, though. I'm excited about the show. We got uh. Obviously, an in-depth preview of the Florida State game. We'll go into Florida State's uh, win total for the year and what your thoughts are, and maybe Brad, too, although he's just going to agree with you, so maybe not, Brad. Um, <laughs> okay. Brad said he has his own thoughts. We know we talk sometimes. Like we'll have comments, and we know you can't always hear it, so we try to like bring that back. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got that. Um, Florida had their second scrimmage of the, of the fall, so – Got a little notes on that. It's hard to it's hard to get notes on scrimmages right now because not much media is in there. Right. Um, Got to talk about Mr. Ramsey getting paid. Ramsey getting paid. NFL in general, some win totals, uh, stuff like that, and then Billy Donovan. Yeah, that's relevant. Yeah, that's relevant for Gator fans, maybe potentially. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so we'll see what we'll see what happens after that. We'll see where we'll see see where the road takes us. You know. Should be a good show. Will be a great show. <laughs> no doubt. Not a good show, but a great show. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, before you know, before I, I, I say my piece, because I have a little opening that I have to, have to get to. Ooh. Before that, <laughs> I, I, I got to make sure we get our ad read in, because we love John Woodley and JW Weaponry. Love they're, it. They're, they're like, I mean, they're just as good as it gets. Prices on guns are fantastic. Uh, hunting season's coming up, so come, let's go. It's time to get there. Go by and see those dudes. If you can't go by and see them, or if you want to see if they have something, give them a call at 386-243-8587. They're there like basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, if you want to know John's cell phone number, just DM the Front Porch account. We'll. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. We're not giving his number out. Not his personal number. <clears throat> not this time. We. That's been done before. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so go see those guys at JW Weaponry. So we have to do a little, a little like background, right? We have to like backtrack, fill the people in. Do we? Oh yeah, we do. Okay. So last year we picked every regular season college football game. Not ever. We picked three a week. We picked three a week, right? Every week we picked three games. Sorry. Right. Um. So we had a running record. I think you finished. Bradford finished eighteen and eighteen. I finished twenty four and eighteen. And twenty four and sixteen or something like that. It could, it, 21. Oh, it's three games over, mm-hmm. and you finished what? 18 and 18. And you finished right because that's 36, and then he would have. 46. You took a picture of it, right? It doesn't matter. Either way, it doesn't matter. Joey had the worst record. I had the worst record. <laughs> Joey had the worst record. So initially, we were going to do we we're going to shoot him with paintballs. But here's the thing: that no one really does that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but no one really does that anymore. So it's kind of hard to get it hands on like enough guns. Right? Without, I'm, we're not trying to break the bank on front porch. We're just trying to have a little bit of fun. Right. So we weren't able to do that. We did not forget. Um, and then I our thought, lawyers. I thought we did. Oh, no, no, we didn't. See, yeah. our lawyers then told us, like, that maybe not be the safest thing to do, the legal team. So the legal the, team the legal said, department. the legal department, they stepped in, said, hey, probably don't do it. So we put it on the back burner. Well, now the season is about to begin. Um, and Joey has to pay the piper. Like, it's time to pay up. But before we get into, like, what he's going to have to do, um, he has a prepared statement that he would like to read um, on the air to the sitters. So, uh, without further ado, here is Mr. Edge. I hate my friends. I, Joseph Eugene Edge, being of sound mind, acknowledge the fact that during the college football season last year, my front porch sitting game picks were god-awful. I acknowledge the fact that I was subpar and did not live up to the winning Edge name. In fact, my picks were so horrible that, <laughs> that, that they were the breeding ground for COVID-19. Therefore, I will be soaked by, at minimum, 24 water balloons at the conclusion of our second annual wing-off to officially kick off the new college football year this coming Saturday. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony LaShawn Newton, for the prepared speech. And helping me write that. My middle name is not Eugene. It is Bradford. Like Bradford Douglas, except mine's Bradford Edge. So I feel like you just bonded. You two just bonded right there. Me and Brad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We always bond because his name's Bradford and my name's Bradford. Not Eugene, but I do like Eugene. So I went with his I went with his suggestion of saying Eugene. It's kind of a it flows. So yeah, fair thank enough. you, Anthony, for that. Fair enough. So in the conclusion, um, you were the worst picker. Okay, God, yeah. I, we got it. I can only say it. this I can only say that for a little bit more, right? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. more. <laughs> but, um, so you're going to be struck with water balloons Saturday. Hopefully, I'm not struck. I hope you miss every one of them. I'm you, not, I'm, I'm uh, not going to miss. We're having Mike Kirkman. He's going to come throw. Uh, your brother Shane, he's not missing. Okay, well, let me, let's. We'll, we'll talk about that. We don't have to get into all the deets yet, but we are having our second annual did, wing cook-off. Did you invite all these people already? Oh, my God, yeah. Jeez. It's going to be like a gun line. They're gonna have, we're going to have waves. Fire! And then the next group step up, and the other ones go reload. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. Thankfully, I know everybody there, and <laughs> Mike hasn't hit the strike zone in seven years. Oh, man. Shane doesn't have a right elbow, so. Doesn't that, He'll use his left. You know that. His, anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. Um, so we'll have our wing, our wing cook-off, right? We'll have our wing cook-off, and then um, you may or may not have a, like an extra special shirt on for the wing cook-off. That's actually going to be delivered tomorrow, so you will have have that. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a great time. We'll uh, we'll invite the VIPs to the to the wing cook off, and um, 
Listen, well, if, if you want to come by and get a wing from each of us, you can cool. stop by and get a wing. Yeah, we're cool. You're not staying and hanging out with the us. Only issue- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, have, I have an infant now, so like, eh, I keep the numbers down. COVID's still a thing. Right. Just kidding. Everyone can come. We'll, we'll DM the address. We'll tweet the address. The hell with it. Um, I'm good with it. <laughs> no, it's my house. Um, but anyway, I'm so yeah, but that's, the, that's the show. Yeah. Uh, or the first part of the show. The fun part. That was the part I was looking forward to. All right. Now we're getting into the actual show, not the shenanigan horse poo that we just went through. Loved it. It was, it was, it was not fun for me. Anyways, so Chris, Florida State has uh, their first game of the 2020 college football season coming up. Uh, in when you listen to this, two sleeps. Two sleeps. Two sleeps. Deion Sanders days away. Two, yes. Deion Sanders Days away. That is exciting for me, for you. I know a lot for you and Brad here. Just Dude, college football in general. Let's go. I am beyond pumped for this uh, to take place. So, I mean, as far as the Georgia Tech preview, our boy Jeff Collins is there. Right. Right. <clears throat> He's kind of a kind of a weird cat. I'm with it. He's kind of a weird, like a not kind of like a. I mean, it's kind of a douchebag. He doesn't have a uh, depth chart. He has a, what they call above the line. And it's their line of like mediocrity or whatever. So like if, as long as you're above the line, then you're a, a, like potentially a starter. They don't name starters. Interesting. Um, so like they have position groups. So there's 10 offensive linemen on the depth chart, but there's no positions and then there's no order. So we don't know a quarterback. We don't know a running back. We don't know the receivers. We know the group that the receiver might come from, but we don't know who that is. So it's just kind of weird. Um, but I mean, some people are saying they expect Jeff Sims to start, which would be a pretty interesting storyline, seeing as yep. he was a Seminole commit for a while. Yep. I think they'd rough him up pretty good. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited. I think they win. I think they're what, 11.5 point favorite? I know it opened as 11.5 point. Um, yeah, I'll look while you keep talking. I, I think they're expecting something like fifteen to 20,000 fans, so it's kind of an interesting interesting number. They'll probably get there, I would think. Um, but I don't know, dude. I'm pumped. I think the defense will keep the game close. We'll give a score here in a little bit. It's 12.5 now. 12.5 now? Yeah. That's, that's a pretty big number. But, I mean, they only won two games or three games last year. They did beat Miami, which is crazy that they beat Miami. I agree. Um, but no, I mean, I don't have much of a preview. I know you said I'd give you the best preview ever. I'm just excited for them to kind of put up or shut up at this point. Seminoles, that is. I'm, I mean, they've had a good camp. Everything seems to be going well. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm still kind of wait and see mode. So what do you think is the, I guess, the key to watch? Like what's the key position group or battle from, from one side to the other? So I think we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now, but I do think the defensive line versus their offensive line has the ability to make this thing like really ugly. Um, I don't think they're great up front, and I think Florida State is great up front. So, I and, I, and then not only are they great up front, they're deep up front. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to start Marvin Wilson and Robert Cooper. It's 315 and 330 pounds on the interior. Both can get after the quarterback pretty good. And then they'll run out Fabian Lovett, the kid from the transfer from Mississippi, from Mississippi State, State yep. uh, and Corey Durden um, as the next two. And then there's two more after that I kind of like. There's one, Malcolm Ray. I really kind of like his game. He's the fifth, on, maybe sixth on the depth chart, depending on who you ask. So they're going to be fresh late in the game. I think that could be hell if you have a Marvin Wilson p- 
like playing his 30th snap versus an offensive lineman who couldn't block him when they were fresh playing his 70th snap. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a good recipe for Georgia Tech. I think that will also cover up potential deficiencies at, at backer and on the back end while we're trying to get used to a new scheme, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think that's the position group to watch on the defensive side of the ball. And then, like, shocker, on the offensive side of the ball, <laughs> the offensive line, I think – I do think they did. They did one thing. They they put a, a kid named his name is Maury Smith. He's from Miami Central. He's a redshirt freshman. They he he won the starting center job over a, a junior and senior who are god awful, but he still beat them out. Um, apparently, he's a lighter kid, like two eighty five, which I know it doesn't sound light, but in in the college game, it's a little bit light. But apparently, he's rather athletic. Right. So I think that's the and he's intelligent. So that's a plus. Athletic and intelligent. That's kind of what you want at center. And so I think he's allowed some people to move around and him winning that job. Like, so they're starting redshirt freshman at left tackle, redshirt freshman or sophomore at second year player, regardless at left guard and then redshirt freshman at center. So they're young, but I don't want to see the old guys anymore anyway. So I'm thrilled. I don't right. want to see those guys. So those are the two position groups. I think if the offensive line holds up, I think it could get spooky for Georgia Tech. Like twelve, it's just going to depend. Like twelve is a is a pretty big number for Florida State. But if they can half-ass protect even a little bit, it it, it really may get spooky. I'm being optimistic, man. I'm drinking the Kool Aid right now. Um, I'm with you. I'm I'm good with that. I have I don't have a problem with that right now. Um, let me ask you because I know I I mean we all know your thoughts on on the on Blackman right now. But mm-hmm. what is your expectation going into Saturday? Do you have positive thoughts negative thoughts do you think you know a, a younger maybe possibly potentially better o-line helps obviously you don't have cam makers back there to kind of um take the take the load off per right. se <clears throat> so what do you expect from uh from blackman james blackman so if everyone could see my face they would see the pain on it right now i um, can see it the, the thing about james blackman is we say how bad he is and, I, and i'm not a fan but he was like in the ACC, which was a down year for quarterbacks, I think he was the the fifth or or sixth best quarterback in the league. So he's serviceable, right? In a bad offense with the worst offensive line, like literally the worst in the history of college football. They had three linemen out of eight hundred and fifty six, and they were in the bottom yeah, eight hundreds in the eight hundred. No, they're in the bottom eight. They had three in the bottom eight out of eight hundred and fifty six or something crazy. Yeah, so yeah, one was the worst in all of college football, which yeah. is, I mean, that says like that, that's kind of hard to fathom that they could be in that position, but they were. So no matter what, I don't think the offensive line is going to get any worse. So hopefully that <laughs> that helps um, Blackman. You know, just a one year one year older. I mean, I as long my thing is and it goes for the offense as a whole. As long as they don't turn the ball over, he protects the football. They'll be fine. The defense will keep them in games. Yeah, I really believe that. So. He's never really turned the ball over. He hasn't been great, but he doesn't really turn it over a ton. I mean, I think he had three in the Arizona State game. That's the last thing that we saw, so it's fresh in our mind. But before that, he didn't turn the ball over a ton. He nah, just, he, was just he just misses. Yeah, he misses open guys. You can't miss open guys when you're bad. Yeah. Like, we're going to get that chance, like, once or twice a game. Dude, you can't miss it. Yeah. It, you know, errors get maximized or, or, or amplified or magnified, I should say, magnified. Whenever there's not that much good happening, right? So if an error, if you're winning, you're blowing everybody out. Who cares about it? But an error, whenever you need it, 
that's a it's huge. It's right. the same error, but it <clears> just <throat> means more. Exactly. So he he felt he had a lot of that last year. I like I like where your head's at. Um, having Tamori and Terry helps a lot. That's really all. That's, that was all I had there. I yeah. No, I mean he's. Yeah, I mean they have they have something in that guy, but we'll see, dude. We'll see. I'm excited about it. I'm trying to temper my expectations just because of the limitations of the offensive line. But if they can get like below average or just if they get average play, I mean it could be it could be interesting. It could be interesting. Last question about the game specifically, but how big of a game is this for Mike Norvell? Uh, it's I, pretty, it's, it's a, I mean, I, I, it sounds weird to say it's a must win in his first game ever, but it's a must win in the circumstance, like the off season stuff. And then it's Georgia tech. You're almost a 13 point favorite at home in your opener. We haven't won an opener in like five years. Whoa. Like since the game before, I, I think it's like five years. It was the game before Alabama. It was the game before Alabama and Jimbo's last year. Wow. And it may have been before that. They have not won an opener because they were scheduling like tough opponents. Right, 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 but still, right. I don't. We don't. I almost want to say since like 2014, and when That's they played wild. in Dallas, when in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, I believe. I That's think. Wow. I'm not positive, but I'm. It's been. It's been four or five years. So yeah, they have to win the game. Norvell said a couple things in his presser today that I thought was cool. They asked him about the the bullshit depth chart that Jeff Collins puts out, and he's like, yeah, "I don't care. We will play who's in front of us. It doesn't matter. I don't care." I was like, oh, okay. okay, like that. Then they asked him about like the turnover props and shit. You know, Florida State had the terrible backpack. He's like, yeah, we're not having any turnover props. I don't believe in it. Get the ball back. <laughs> like, let's go. I mean, I, I, he's saying all the right stuff, but so did Willie. And we believed going into the Virginia Tech game. I've never seen that stadium like that. And he, he okie doked our ass. Hard. So until I see anything, I'm going to reserve the right to, to be quiet. But I think it is a big game. To answer your question, I think it's a big game. I think it's a big – It's not a make – I said earlier it's a make or break, must win. I don't feel as if it is. I feel like he absolutely – he needs this win. The fans, the team, everyone needs – because I feel like he genuinely has his guys bought in. I, yeah, I, so that's kind of where I was going. I don't think it's – I think it's a momentum game more than a do-or-die game. His, I think his job's a, not on the line. No, absolutely not. Like but, at all. But if he, if he goes out – and, and say Florida State wins 38-2. They give up a safety or for whatever reason. They win 38-2. And, I mean, like, it's just a big momentum game going forward for, for everybody, for recruits, for players, for fans, for himself. It's just, to me, how much you win by is, is – it's, it's an important – it's a, not an important game, but it's – it's a it's huge for momentum in my opinion, if that makes sense. No, I, I totally agree, and, it, and that all that is true. And they get a bye week, and then they roll into Miami, like yeah. I mean, that, so yeah, a big win there would be let's would be large. go. All right, so it's prediction time. I'll let Brad go first. <clears throat> just just cause. So Brad. No no no, you're gonna come over here and speak. Okay. Oh, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> What's the score? Oh. uh... 35 17 Okay. Chris. So you're the you're the one that copies Brad. Yeah, I apparently Brad I'm going to copy you. Yeah, I'm going to copy Brad. I'll go I mean 35 is where I was going to go, but I'll just say 38 so that I don't say 35. I think I like he said 17. 
Yeah, 35-17 is what he said. I was going to say 17. I think they kick a field goal, but I'll go 35. Shit, that's a big number. 14, 38-14. I don't think they scored more than 17. I think 17 is probably the number. But, I mean, I think I think 14. They're coached well, too. Jeff Collins is a good coach. He is a good coach. He is a good coach. Like, you can't take away. They will be coached well. They will be prepared. They've had three, four weeks or whatever to prepare for Florida State. Um but with that being said, I can't say how confident and how good I feel about the defense and then say like 23 or 24 or whatever. So I think the number is 17, but just to not sound like Brad, I'm going 14. I'll say like 38. I'll go 35-14. Right, 35-14. You got 35-14. I'm, I'm, uh... I don't know when the last time we scored 35 points is. <laughs> I don't think you get to 35 in this game either. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I think uh, I, I just don't think Georgia Tech's good enough on offense to exploit Florida State's defense because I don't think Florida State, Florida State has has exploitable defense right now. Not as much as it has in the past, right? And where they, where I think they may be a little bit weaker, I, I don't think I don't think Georgia Tech has that ability. So I, I say, where do you think Florida State's weaker? Mainly in the middle. Yeah, and I think that's what the defensive line dominant up front. Can absolutely cover that up, right? That will That's exactly they right. won't be able to cover it up against teams like Florida, Clemson, Notre Dame, maybe Miami, but they can. I think they can cover it up against and against Georgia Tech, yes. and that's my thoughts as well. I agree. So I say twenty four six Florida State. Twenty four six. Yeah. Oh, boy, listen here. If they <laughs> on, if they only give up six points, that Zach's birthday party that night won't know where I'm at. <laughs> Just from pure excitement, nothing else. <laughs> don't put your phones away and leave me leave Chris alone let Chris go if they only give up six points you're welcome I, oh, oh, I, listen that's the, as well as I did, did last that year shit on purpose the jinx and because he knows his picks have been bad he did that shit on purpose as well as I did last year on these picks I don't know why you would even think like this is a lot most of Domus up in this thing. Yeah, my God. It's a new year, new me. How about that? Okay, okay. Write that down. 20, 24. Me new Before we move on to my beloved Gators, yeah. let's go ahead and go through the win loss. I mean, we, we're, like I said, we're three right now, three. But when you listen to this, because you are listening on Thursday, remember, <laughs> uh, we're two days. We're Deion Sanders' days away. Love that. Shit. So. Uh, we'll, let's go ahead and go to game one. We all, or not, I know it doesn't really matter what I think, but I obviously have, we all obviously have uh, Florida State beating Georgia Tech, so that's 1-0. and So can we say that Brad has, before I even said any of my picks, Brad already have, has his picks down. He's his own man like he always has been, but we've proven it now. Right, Brad? <laughs> yes, I do see his picks, but you guys may have talked about it beforehand. No, we didn't. No, I'm we kidding, didn't. I'm kidding. All right, so <clears throat> Georgia Tech, then you get a bye week. Then you have. We win my, the bye week. I mean that's a that's that's tough because Willie lost to him twice. <laughs> Dick. My bye week and then you have Miami at Miami, so there's going to be a lot of people there. <laughs> Brad picked. Brad, Brad picked Miami. Or sorry, Brad picked Florida State. Um, you know I think I'm going to take Florida State too. Miami. Who does Miami play before? Uh, Miami you, plays Louisville the yeah, week before. They might rough them up a little bit. Don't get beat twice. Yeah, if you get beat twice, you're in trouble. I don't think I don't think they can get beat twice. I just don't know if they're good enough to beat both teams. Yeah, I mean, give me. I'll so take, you got you got Florida State. You got Florida State. I'm less confident in that as Brad was, but I am gonna take Florida State there. 
Reluctantly, I'm doing it. Without seeing either of them. God, I don't want to do this. I can't stand Miami right now. I'm taking Miami, though. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, after last year, it, yeah, I'm in the minority, I'm sure. No, I'm not. Florida State. Forget it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next next one. Next game, Jacksonville State. Florida, Florida State. State. Florida State for Brad. I'll take Florida State. Uh, Florida State at Notre Dame. Um, Brad took Florida State. Brad took Florida State. <laughs> Shit, I'm not doing that. Uh, Notre not. Dame for me. Notre Dame for me. Uh, North Carolina at Florida State. I don't love that one. Um, I really don't love that one. I think their offensive line is a little bit suspect, and I think that will because it provided health. We're saying all this provided no COVID sit outs, no right, health, right, right, right. fully healthy team. Um, I think Florida State's defensive line can exploit the front of Notre Dame. Uh, Sam Howell is pretty good, though, so he may yeah. be able to elude and make some things happen. But I do think they can cover up mistakes similar to Georgia Tech. I think they can win the game. I think it'll be a really close game, though. His damn sure not going to be a laydown. So you got Florida State? I'm going to take Florida State. Brad has North Carolina. That's yeah. the first loss of the season. Yeah. I also have North Carolina. Yeah. I I'm think not, Sam Howell is just really, really good at football. He, I really he's do. He's really, really good at football. And Mac Brown really, really believes in his team. I don't know if you heard his comments. I, yeah, no, no. I, I, he I didn't hold back at all. He no. thinks they're really good. Mac Brown knows what he's doing. No, I, mean, I can't. I'm not going to argue that. I like Mac Brown. I, if I get that wrong, I'm okay with it. Um, Florida State at Louisville on the 24th, right after playing Notre Dame and North Carolina. It's a hell of a three-game stretch. It really is. Um, I don't like that one. I think they dropped one or the other. I think they dropped Louisville or North Carolina. So since I gave them the nod with North Carolina, I think they probably might lose to Louisville. Okay, you get Brad's got a win for Florida State there. I <clears throat> so the same thing that you said about North Carolina, how it's going to be a, a very close game. That's how I feel about Louisville. I think that uh, it, it'll be it'll be a war, and I, I think the Louisville ends up coming out on top. Yeah, just because Florida State will be beat down from the previous two weeks. The, and, then they'll, and then they'll get a much needed bye week right after that, and that's when they'll refocus the energy and. and Get back to Before we get off of Louisville, I will say Willie Taggart's punk ass beat Louisville two years in a row. So I'll that. leave that alone there. There's that. Okay. Um, so then, like I said, bye week, and then you got Pittsburgh coming to Tallahassee. Brad took Florida, Florida State. State. Who did you take? Who Who would you take here? Florida State. Really? A lot of the experts think Pittsburgh wins that. I mean, I, I like I, I like, like I like Pittsburgh. Um, I, I like their their quarterback um, Pickett. I think he's a pretty good player. Their up their he's, offensive line is pretty good too. It's their strength of their team. Yeah. And their um, defensive line was they lost the Twyman Cat, who was a first rounder, a defensive lineman, interior guy who opted out, first or second rounder, right. pretty good player. They have another. I think they have one or two other guys that will be drafted on the D line, which scares me a bit. But I'll still go Florida State there. I like, like I said, I like Pittsburgh. But given the bye week, and then in, in in my eyes, the way I see it, they're coming off three straight losses. They'll be ready to play against. What, what what's the date on that? Uh, November seventh. Oh, it'll be cool. Also, yeah. going to be hot as hell. I mean, it still might be. Might be, but hopefully, um, hopefully not. Next, the next week is North Carolina State at NC State. Yeah, Florida State. Brad said Florida State. I say Florida State. Um, then Clemson comes to Florida State. Uh, yeah, obviously Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, everybody. Unless they get the COVID, the whole team. Everybody. And they make them play, and they have to. Yeah, no, I say if or they make them forfeit. If they make them play, I don't like our chances. But if they <laughs> if they forfeit, I'm good. Touche. Uh, and then the last two weeks, um, Virginia comes to Florida State. 
We should have beat Virginia last year with a better quarterback. So, I mean, I'm not saying we'll blow their ass out, but give me Florida State pretty confidently. Brad said – or, yeah, Brad said Florida State as well. I'm saying Florida State. Uh, Florida State at Duke on the 5th of December. Brad took Florida State. Yep. I, I'm taking Florida State as well. Yeah, one, two, three, four. So, I have them at seven and four. That'd be that'd be great. I would absolutely have seven and four. I had them at, what, eight and three? Yes, and I'll be even happier with eight and three. And if I could pull off a nine and two like a Bradford Homer, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! If you think this Saturday will be crazy, if we give up less than six or less than seven, <laughs> nine and two season. Wait till that looks like. <laughs> um, that's enough Florida State, man. Yeah, Dude, our uh, Gator fans. Good before, God, that's yeah, twenty okay. something minutes. Before we go on, I just want to let let uh, I, I want to make sure that I want Jesus. Let's try this again. I want the sitters. To give us their expectations. Florida and Florida State fans alike. I'm good with whoever. Give us your expectations on the Florida State season. And then obviously we'll do Florida whenever, you know, in seven months when we start playing. <laughs> well, it's, actually, it's actually two weeks though, two weeks. right? Yeah. yeah, but still it's too far away to do that yet. Yeah, no, absolutely not doing it right now. Yeah, but, so let but, us know the like, season total. You have to give each game, but their win-loss record would be great. I'm with it. Yep. It's going to hurt my feelings, but I'll still look at all of it. Um, it's life. So we'll roll into Florida. You right. guys just had your what, second scrimmage now, right? Yes, second scrimmage. Um, what were the major takeaways of, if any, the second scrimmage? Because, again, I know there's no media, but I do know you have sources and plugs. So what was the major takeaway from that scrimmage? Um, basically that everything was a lot smoother. Everything was more crisp, other than Kyle Trask, who was not more crisp. But Mullen said afterwards that he gave him a lot. Uh-huh. He wanted he wanted him to struggle. Like, that's what he kind of wanted yeah. was for him to, to kind of throw everything at him that he could throw at him. And so they did that. He didn't. He wasn't terrible, according to, to Mullen. He was. He was still good. He just wasn't quite as good as he was in the first scrimmage when it was very vanilla and all that. So uh, I think you have to like that. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something. I think you're gonna agree because I think we talked about it briefly. Actually, we haven't talked about it. I just know exactly what you think. <laughs> so, Joey, is it easier to coach somebody after a loss or a win? Easier to coach somebody after a loss. Absolutely. So yeah. is it easier to coach someone after they had a bad performance or a good performance? After a bad performance. Absolutely. Yeah. So set it up. They're easier to coach. Then they get better. Yeah. Mullen knows what the hell he's doing, man. He is really a good coach. I agree. I just wanted, I just wanted, I had to get that <laughs> off my chest. Um, every, everything else was, was pretty basic from what I read. Kadarius Tony apparently is, is, is stepping up and, and trying to earn an every down role as a wide receiver. He can't be tackled, so that's not great I, for anyone else. We don't play all this year, so I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's a good thing. Uh, I know the offensive line. I know Stone Forsyth in particular said he's going up against Brenton Cox pretty much every day in practice mm-hmm. and that uh, he just he, he has a, a plethora of moves that he just displays at all times. He's like he never really has anything that I haven't seen now because he, he just throws everything at you. He's like he's a mix between Ja'Kai Polite and uh, Grenard. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> Again, I don't care. What 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 year is he? A freshman. What? Yeah, he's a okay. Freshman. So I kind of care about that. Yeah, he's a freshman. So, he's a redshirt freshman, right? He's a redshirt freshman. He's leaving next year. After the after next year. Yeah, yeah, after next year. Um, so that's exciting. That's that's a good thing. Um, Pitt sat out again for no reason other than to get other tight ends work. Wow. Yeah. Is he, he's healthy, right? They say he's very healthy. So it's he's just, practicing. He's practicing every day. He's just not playing in scrimmage. I, I I think that Mullen is really petrified of what's behind him at tight end. 
Really? Yeah, and, and that's probably not the greatest thing in the world, but no, I, I think I, I think he really wants one of the two that are that are there to kind of step up and be that next guy, right? And probably specifically Keon Zipper. And if they get all the in-game reps or game-like reps, then there's a better chance that that happens. You obviously. can at least it, someone can separate, right? That, but okay, let me ask you. Let me back up just a bit. Do you do you like that as a like fan of Kyle Pitts? Like, do you think he needs? I mean. We know what he can do, but there's something to be said for like in-game reps or or game-like reps. Maybe not. He's a tight end, and he's like he's he knows what he's doing. No, he has chemistry he does, with Trask. He, he does, but he also, in my opinion, probably needs to be better in line as a blocker to improve his draft stock. I don't think he was bad before, but if that's something that that everybody as a whole has said, well, if there's one thing he can work on, it's this. Let him work on it. Yeah, you know I mean? at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do it every play, but every third or fourth play, throw him out there and say, hey, go block somebody and see what happens. Oh, yeah, or you just know you're going to be run heavy early, get 10, right. 12 reps, get, and then get him out. And then get him out of there. I, I, I think so, too. I think it almost is like a, like a psychological block, like, hey, they won't let me go because they don't want me to get banged up. I don't know. Um, apparently, Emory Jones is looking really good as well. He's he's picking up things, and I, I like Emory. I think Emory's going to be a good a good player. Yeah. Um, over the long haul, I think if Trask goes down for whatever reason, I I don't think. I think we add a little bit in dimensions as far as what he can do with his legs. Obviously, take a little bit away from decision making and intelligence. Um, Emory has the better arms. Obviously, it's a downgrade a touch, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't be overly worried if if for some reason Trask was to to go down with an injury or whatever. So there's that. Um, anything you want to know? Uh, Trevez Johnson, freshman from Jacksonville, Bartram Trail. I mentioned him last week. Yeah, you did. Uh, apparently, played really, really well at the scrimmage again. So this is a second straight like blurb from others that hey, he's the receiver. No, he's a DB. Oh, that's right. That's right. You talked about that guy, uh, the yeah. back end. Yeah. Yeah. What about the defense? Because I know it felt like last the first scrimmage that the the offense got the upper hand on the defense, which is a little bit uncommon early in the year. Did the defense kind of rectify things? It sounds like they did. If Trask didn't have as good of a performance, did the defense kind of maybe played a little bit better? Yeah, yeah. It seemed that way. There was no report of Mullen didn't say hey the defense played a lot better this week. So yeah, I mean I don't I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but just based on the way things were were said. I would have to assume the defense played a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure they were able to do a little bit more as far as blitzing and, and stuff like that. Right, and, right, and right. actually just playing football. Right, 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 exactly. Um, but, yeah, other than that, is there anything you want to know in particular? Um, I'm going to throw it at you blind because we didn't talk about it in our show notes, but did they did they mention, and I, I think I know the answer, but I have to ask the anything on Diabate at inside backer? I didn't see a single I, – you know, I, 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 I wanted to come up with an update, but I literally saw yeah. nothing. Yeah, they're probably gonna they're probably gonna keep everything close to the vest. I mean, but I mean, I'm just curious to see. I, that is like what I'm most intrigued about with Florida to watch. I I feel like I know what I'm gonna get with them offensively. Mullen's gonna put his guys in good situations to make plays. Period. Like for example, he's throwing the whole playbook at Trask, asking him to do things that he doesn't really like to do now. But when it's game time. They literally will go over the game plan, find out what Trask wants to do, and then they will run. They'll cater it to him. Period. Right. So he'll only be doing things he's comfortable with. So you know what you're going to get offensively with Florida. I feel like he's yeah. going to put. He's going to make the throws he has to make. He's going to put them in situations to like to have success. But what I what I am what I am intrigued about is to see how Grantham like replaces David Reese. 
because we talked about it before, but like he's not a flashy guy, but that guy was always where he was supposed to be all always. the time, and he didn't miss tackles. No, he didn't. was never late. He would. He was never. And like a lot of times, too, people fail to realize that inside linebackers, yes, you want to make tackles, but sometimes your job is to make sure the ball doesn't run in the inside, the interior a gap, b gap. And so, what happens is we tell our backers when you see hole and you fill, you fill the hole. And running back coaches and offensive coaches teach their running backs, okay, yeah, we're we're trying to hit this in between the we call it the b gap, but it's the guard and tackle. But if you see color bounce it or cut it back. And we say color is the opposing jersey, right? Right. So oftentimes there was plays where David Reese didn't necessarily make the tackle, but he made the play. So he filled his gap. Ball has to bounce. Florida has elite speed. They chase it down, tackle for loss, defensive guy, a guy on the edge, Grenard, polite. Somebody is able to come up and make a, make a tackle because Reese did his job. So right. that when you, and I'm partial to inside backers. You guys, all, <laughs> y'all all know that, but that's a big pe- that's a in my opinion that's a pretty big hole avoid to fill and um you know it, I don't love the thought of Diabate being that guy to fill that void so I'm going to really like that's one position group I want to watch yeah so I I did read um just a minute ago actually as you were talking I I was looking for for stuff on Diabate but apparently he's still practicing at the buck position as well which mm-hmm. is defensive end yeah, stand up edge guy. Um, stand up edge guy. Yeah, so Which he's, he's still, really, really freaking good at. Right, so he's still working there along with cross training uh, at Mike. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, Grantham said, you know, we still want, we still want him there, basically, but it is important to cross train certain certain guys and for certain situations. So I agree, but I will, I'll, I'll go on record saying it. I don't like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm a Gator fan, I wouldn't like that. I'd say take every single rep at inside backer if that's where you're going to be. If we don't like it, the experiment, pull the plug. I know you can play book. I know that's you, true. I know you can play the edge. Yeah. You need to get – me personally, especially at that position, every single rep at, at, at Mike Backer. Yeah. I, I know what you can do on the edge. And if, if we're going to – if we're already having doubts and, like, not that that's what's happening, we're speculating. So, like, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I know right. Florida's a very, yeah, yeah. very good football team. I, I, I'm not going to argue that. But at that position alone, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love that. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I'm. I don't disagree with that. Oh, I, I forgot one thing. Uh, Tyron Hopper. Okay. Redshirt freshman now. He uh, apparently had a really good day as well, um, playing playing uh, Mike basically. Okay. Um, so Bryant, Houston, and him were kind of the 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 three. I I read specifically about Hopper and how he was. He played well there. So see that could in that and that kind of makes sense to your line of thinking or the thought process of him getting some back to some edge edge rusher stuff. They they probably didn't have anyone hoping someone would fill that void. Yeah, and then maybe it can be Hopper, and then in that case, let's get you back doing what you're good at. Yeah, which that is may be it. Again, pure speculation. Yeah. but I'm that guy's that guy's, and it's a compliment to him. Right. As an edge rusher, yeah, he is too good at doing that for me personally to take him away from doing that. I agree with you. 100%. That's like asking Deion Sanders to come down and play safety to go tackle. That's not his thing. You know what he can't. You know what he can do? He can cover. Leave him on an island. You never have to make a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not saying Diabate is Deion, San, Deion Sanders. That's a freaking cardinal sin. I can't believe I just did that. No, you pretty much said he was. And I mean, it's it's a good it's a good comparison, really, as far wow. as talent goes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm shutting up. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think that's about it for Florida right now. I, w- I wish I could get down there to a practice. Uh, I tried. Um, 
uh, apparently press creden- our press credentials didn't didn't really sit well with with them. They were like, no, nah, it's not good enough. So again, the legal department's on it. We're working on it. Um, we'll we'll get that rectified. We'll get that taken care of. Joey, let me ask you: Are you pleased with how fall camp has gone thus far? Yeah, I am. Okay, good. Overall, I'm, I mean, health wise, everything is everything seems fine. No, so, no real COVID test to speak of. Of like the positives, not not really anything to speak of there. Uh, nobody's gone out with like some major. Yeah. Major injury, um, guys that I was hoping would step up, Hopper, or David Reese, the third or fourth, or whatever David Reese this one is. Yeah. Um, Brenton Cox, obviously, being on the field is a big thing. Like, little things like that. The receiver room kind of coming into their own. own I, I like that. Um, I think the difference with Florida State and Florida, there's a lot of differences. But, like, the biggest <laughs> thing is Florida, they're pretty well established. Right. They don't need – like earth-shattering, groundbreaking news out of camp. No news is good news in this situation. In their almost. case, because they don't have very many holes or voids to fill. Right. And, and, and so you just basically can't have injuries. Right. As long as you don't have that, you're going to have a great product. Yep. The difference in Tallahassee is like there's so many questions, so many voids. We kind of need to know what the hell is happening because there's so many questions. We need answers to. Yeah. And, and we obviously don't want injuries, but there is more that needs to be answered, which is not a great thing. But it's the situation we're in. It is what it is. Right. So I think, like you said, no news is good news. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Yeah. So let's go ahead and transition to some NFL, right? Since we talked about Florida State, you want to talk about Jalen Ramsey now? Is that what we're doing? I think I think that's probably a really nice segue. My man got paid today, right? Five-year extension? Hey. Yep. $105 million? Yep. It's a boy. lot of money for a cornerback. It's a lot of money for a damn good quarterback. It, your boy said worth it. Van Jefferson, worth it. Yeah, he did. He said something of that nature. <laughs> um, I just I can't I can't fathom paying that much to a cornerback. But hey, get your money, bud. Hey, I love it. The thing about it is, they said it best. That boy just reset the defensive back market. Where did he play? I have nothing else to say. Anyways, so uh, now that we're done with Jalen Ramsey, let's talk about some uh, some win totals for the local teams. Okay. I don't I don't want to go through every every team in the league because we'll be here all night. I don't I just I don't want to do that. Sorry. Uh, but, agreed. So the local teams, Jacksonville, the win total for the season is four and a half. Do you like the over or the under? Oh man, four and a half. That's a really small number. I mean, do they trick themselves into five? I don't know. I think it's a really good number. Probably maybe five. Yeah, maybe maybe the over. I mean, I think I think the number's right, but I'll take the over for the sake of gambling. I'm taking the over too. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, agree. I don't really know why, but I'm taking taking, Me either. taking the over. Um, Miami's win total is six and a half. Over under six and a half. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Wait, where you go first? I went first. Last I think time. I think they go around eight and eight, so I got the over in that. Okay. Um, I think Flores is a really, really good coach. I think he's going to yeah. prove to be really good. I just have a question mark with Tua. I don't think Tua will even see the field this year, not once. Really? Mm-mm. I think Fitzpatrick keeps that job all year long. If he keeps the job all year long, I think that'd be over. But I think if they give him the keys, then that, that makes me nervous. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think the only way he gets the keys is if they go one and five to start, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then in that case, they're going to be under. So, yeah, I would say I think if Fitzpatrick is the – quarterback then I'll, I'll take the over if it's anyone else then the under for me yeah I, like i said i just don't think Fitzpatrick. that's not how it, futures so. work so you don't get to pick that no so it's uh it's over and it's, i'm locking it in um uh the last one in the area 
is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over <laughs> under nine and a half. I like the number nine and a half is again good. Vegas really doesn't miss. Uh, yeah, give me give me the over though. That was really tough. I, I'm with you. I I wouldn't bet this in any way. Oh no, um, this no, not touching it. Not touching it. But ten and six, I think, is a pretty realistic record for Tampa Bay. So I think I, I think I, so I would, too. I would go over there. Um, for Shane, let's go with the Atlanta Falcons over under seven and a half. Hmm. Um, probably over. Numbers right there. No, the numbers <laughs> is spot on, but I, I like it. I like the over there. Yeah, I'll go seven and nine, so I'll take the under. Um, the Denver Broncos are at seven and a half for my man Clayton. Under no Von Miller, no wins. Wow, no wins. We're not even. <laughs> no, less than less than uh, less than eight. Can I just tell you how good Vegas is? Seven and a half. This is, it's spot such on. Such a good number. I'm not picking that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, anybody else that you want to know about, Christopher? Uh, Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. We talked about this in off air. Good, good job. Um, over under five and a half. I got the over in this. Pretty easy for me. Yeah, I just I think they can luck into six wins. I don't. I, I think they're pretty good. Actually. Totally agree. Bridgewater's an upgrade there. I mean, over yeah, over what they had last year. Yeah, Kyle Allen. Let me come right. on. Stop. Uh, but yeah, give me. They have, still have Chris McCaffrey. Like. Yeah. DJ Moore. Yeah. Get, they signed Robbie Anderson. Their offense isn't bad. Ian Thomas is athletic and yeah. tight end. No, their offense isn't bad. The over. Yeah. Pretty easy for me. Out yeah. of all of them, that's the easiest one that we've named so far. All right. I'm going to book it. Good call. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it for the NFL talk, though, right? Uh, for tonight, yeah. Yeah, for tonight. We'll, we'll I guess, fantasy <laughs> starts tonight as you listen, but we don't want to get into that. That's a whole other show. We recorded it, it erased. It is what it is. That's not we true. We weren't going to record it. That's not true. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I made you lie, too. It's okay. We just couldn't find time to be totally truthful. Yeah. But we're here now, so love us. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing's last, I think. It's last. We, yeah, last. Unless I'm, we decide something else. But uh, Had enough. Billy Donovan and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Billy Donovan, potential, not potential, was a coach of the year candidate. Basically let go by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why do the NBA teams treat their coaches like shit? Don't get yourself in trouble here. You can, you can, you can uh, not answer this. I just, I hate that the NFL coaches, or NFL coaches are treated, or NBA, I'm sorry, coaches are treated the way they're treated. I just, I don't understand. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't, unless it was Billy Donovan led I don't really understand this move I'm not the biggest of Billy Donovan fans I know as a Gator I'm supposed to love him he's supposed to be my favorite coach of all time I thought he was good at Florida wait a minute he was great with managing personalities and managing players when it comes to in-game coaching and drawing plays as you saw in the playoffs with the Oklahoma City Thunder he is utterly abysmal but okay, let me two questions, two parts here. Is but let me back up a little bit. Isn't part of coaching being able to manage your locker room, manage personalities? Absolutely, ma- pretty large part. And that's why I think he was good. But I don't, don't think that he was elite at Florida. I just don't. He is won, there? Is he there won a, the back-to-back titles? Is with, there a step for you between good and elite? Like, is there? Is are those the only two? Because for me, I would say he is a great coach at Florida. 
back-to-back national championships. Uh, I would say yeah, he's I'm, great. Okay, I can I can get along. I with that. may not jump that. to elite, but I I can't leave him at good. But I, I think he belongs in the in the, in the next great. tier. Great. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, I can handle that. Yes, I, I can, and I probably can make an argument for elite. I'm not going to do that on the Gators' behalf, but <laughs> I'm, but I am. Listen, saying, I know for a fact. Oh, Gator I fan, know. <laughs> Shane in particular. Trey Gator, Gator Mike Trey Hosford because he loves coming. him. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine. I, I've this isn't my first time. I'm sure if you Twitter searched at JH23 and Billy Donovan, you're probably going to see times where I was like, I, I just don't. I, he's not. He was. I get it. He was not someone that I thought whenever I said the greatest in college basketball, like a lot of people said, oh, he's top two to three. Oh, no. I no. never looked at him and said, oh, he's definitely top two to three. I, he, like I said, I don't love his in-game coaching. I thought his rotations were suspect and weird to me at times. Like he would, I don't know, Bradley Bill would be on fire, and then all of a sudden he doesn't play for 11 minutes. I'm like, bro, what? I don't under Like right. he just went seven of eight from the field with six threes, and now he's chilling, and we're now, we're, now Florida's down nine. Like, I don't. They, there's no reason for that kind of stuff, and that's what bothered me about Billy D. And I, I don't. Again, I don't. I'm not. I was not in there, so I don't know the specifics behind what happened at Oklahoma City. But I, I don't think that that should have been the result. Whatever happened, no. Unless Billy Donovan said, "I don't want to be here anymore," I don't see a reason that they let him go. Yeah, I won't question your Florida Gator basketball knowledge at all, or your basketball knowledge at all, for that matter. So I, I'll, I'll definitely concede that as far as the in-game rotations, adjustments, things like that. It just seems no matter what took place in Oklahoma, that's a head scratcher. I don't because understand. Because they were supposed to be really, really bad this year. Right, and they weren't. And they obviously made the playoffs and won a series. Yeah. So I don't get it, man. It's a little weird. Unless, like I said, unless he said, I want to pursue something different. I don't want to rebuild. I don't want to be a part of this rebuild. Chris Paul's not coming back. So yeah. let me go do something else. Maybe he's going to Milwaukee and Chris Paul's going with him. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that's the thing. So, is he going to Gainesville? No. Okay. No, I don't think he is. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Gator fans should be tweeting at St- Scott Strickland and Mike White and Billy Donovan and trying to force that. Gator I, Twitter, baby. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Gator Twitter right now. Well, I'm, I'm, having I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. I won't. I won't. Do, I won't do it. But I, I just. I don't <laughs> think that it's a, the right fit. I don't think that he needs to come back. I think <laughs> when you're a legend and you come back, nothing good happens from there. And right now, he is a legend in Gainesville, whether I think he's a legend or not. And I think that, I mean, I, I can respect as far that. As, as far as Gator basketball, he is a legend. I, I, I'm not going to dispute that. Right. And so, to come back to tarnish that potential legacy, I don't think it's something that needs to, needs to, be ha- needs to, needs to happen. I just don't. So, I can respect that, and I, and I absolutely agree with that. I, I'll buy that. I think he, I, ultimately, I think he ends up in a place like Milwaukee, like New Orleans, where there's not really a rebuild. And if you bring in one more player, you have a chance to be pretty darn special. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where he ends up. Um, but I, I personally don't, don't think that he ends up in Gainesville, and I don't really want him to, but only because I just don't think it's, it's a good situation. Yeah. You just don't want to tarnish legacies, man. It's, yeah, it's, no, you, you know go I mean? out, go out on top, and he sure did that. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. he again, he's without question the greatest coach in Florida basketball history. It's really not that close, so no, there's no reason to come back and and have anybody question whether whether Lon Kruger was was better than him. I'll buy that. So <laughs> make sure you guys like, retweet, subscribe. Here at 52 minutes in, we're gonna or 51 and a half. My should have said that at the beginning. It's okay, but we know Say you're still li- we know you're still listening. So like, retweet, subscribe. Um, let us know what you think. Interact. We'll we'll definitely hit you guys up and uh, hope to see you at the wing contest. Thanks, Anthony and Shane for still listening. 
Sam Bradford, Douglas along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez. We are Fatport City. See you next time, sitters. Savages is fitting to eat and won't stop till they satisfied.